Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at ComeOnManPod. That's all one word, at ComeOnManPod. Please follow me. Help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On, Man a 3% man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. All right, guys, welcome back to another exciting episode. I am trying to do something a little different this week. I am trying to shoot this intro and outro <laughs> a little off the cuff instead of trying to use a script because I feel like it's just better that way. Anyways, this week, my brother Luke joined me again. And this week, we're talking about using the no contact rule as well as Corey Wayne's seven principles to get an X back. Uh, because at the time of this recording, my ex-girlfriend of, you know, four and a half years that I broke up with two years ago, came back. She matched me on, on Tinder. So we'll tell that story. And obviously if you're watching this on YouTube, please be sure to like and subscribe and be sure to hit those notifications. And if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Also subscribe there. But I'm going to bring you that conversation right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. Luke, 
my brother from Bristol, you're back. What's up, man? How's, how's it going? I feel like I haven't yeah. talked to you in minutes. <laughs> no, it literally was minutes when I did that takeaway. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a pretty that's a pretty sweet uh, webcam you got there. It is a pretty sweet webcam. It's actually my friend from Colorado sent that to me. <laughs> so if you're listening, big shout out to you, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I'm sure Paul appreciates it. Oh, I'm sure he does. He's in the comments now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we gathered today because um, so I recently, I mean, at the time of this recording, have been like basically no contact with my uh, last long-term girlfriend of four and a half years, who I've talked about plenty of times on the podcast. And she reached out to me recently uh, through Tinder because she just broke up with the guy that she ended up getting with after she and I broke up. So she swiped right on me on, on Tinder and I pay for t- Tinder premium. So I can see when people like me first, and then I can decide whether I want to match with them or not. And I was like fucking shocked that out of nowhere, she's, you know, back in the market. So I swiped right more out of curiosity than anything, but um, it just sort of kind of goes to prove the point that if you go no contact long enough, like, you know, people tend to come back. And, um, and so I did a, I did a, a, a post recently on TikTok that completely fucking blew up at, at the time of this recording. It's got hundreds of thousands of views. It's got well over like 30,000 likes. It's got, you know, a thousand fucking comments because apparently a lot of people are obsessed with getting their ex back uh, for some reason. So I thought, you know what? My man, Luke, and I should talk about this subject a little bit, getting your ex back in the no contact rule and, and some other things. Hell yeah. <laughs> and also like, we'll, and we'll get to it in a little bit, but you have a little bit of experience with this because you had a long-term girlfriend that you broke up with and you guys got back together and then broke it off again and yeah. got back together yeah. and never ending. Yeah. The never yeah, ending that, that one. So yeah, I have, I have, and I've just figured out now while we were talking on this call now, um, why it works. Okay. Yeah. Let's you know, you go on a vacation. You go on a trip and, you know, things go wrong. You know, you turn up late, you forget your lunch, you, um, you know, the tent blows down and you get rained on or whatever bad, bad things go down. Mm-hmm. But often when you, on your way, when you go back from that trip, all you remember is the good bits, right? You know, it's the same way with me in the U S Navy. Cause yeah. in the Navy, when I was in the Navy, I just remember like uh, me and a bunch of other guys, like morale would be low. We'd be doing all this bullshit, like all this stupid foxtail cleaning and stuff. And we're like, man, this fucking sucks. You know, having to do maintenance every day, having to do uh, six on six hours on six hour off watches. But after I got out of the Navy and was out for a few years, like all I could think of was like all the fun I had. Exactly. You don't remember the bad bits. So when you do the no contact rule, what's going to happen? They're going to remember all the good things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Reminding them how much of an idiot you are, you know, double texting, triple texting and all that shit and spilling your guts and telling them everything you do, then they don't have time to not even just wonder about you, but they don't have time for the distance between to erase the bad stuff. 
Yeah, that's that's very true as well. So yeah, so going to the no contact rule, I mean, it's a very common concept in the dating world that when you break up with someone or someone dumps you or whatever, if you have any chance of getting back with them, if you even want to get back with them, because I mean, sometimes, you know, it's very obvious that you guys broke up for a reason. And sometimes it's a very good reason. So there's no reason to get back with someone. But like, if you know, you guys truly had some chemistry and feelings for each other and you could have made it work or you're both like have been on a journey where you both have grown, uh, then it's a very solid way of rebuilding that attraction. And like, you know, the book Atomic Attraction talks about it is attraction grows in space, right? Because if you're not constantly around that person, it's starting to create more, you know, more tension and they start thinking about you more. And that tends to bring people back together. Yeah. Yeah. So in preparation for this, uh, this episode, one thing too, like, you know, we, we talk about how to be a 3% man all the time. One of the guys, so, so when this all went down, um, you know, and I just, and I'll talk about it a little bit too. So I went, I ended up going on a date with my, my ex-girlfriend and, um, and while I posted a date update to the 3% man Facebook group, uh, and there was a bunch of other guys at the same time talking about exes or whatever. One of our 3% brothers from, I think he's, where's he in Sweden or Switzerland? Uh, Jerowin, you know, Jerowin? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of our, I'm a bit annoyed about that. Yeah. Yeah. He posted this big, long, you know, wall post about how, like, why are we even trying to get back with our exes? And it's such a, you know, a, a big waste of time and, and all that stuff. And, and, and it's like, I, I think I got the impression that he talks about how it's not 3% or whatever. But I mean, Corey talks about in his book, you know, he, he distinctly says, uh, Google Corey Wayne, seven principles to get an X back. Mm. So it's not anti 3% to get an X back, you know? No, um, it, it depends. So if there really is an issue, um, and you're trying to get back into an exclusive relationship with that person and invest your time and energy and resources into something that you know isn't going to work, then it's stupid. However, if you fucked it up, so if you found someone who was good for you and you messed it up, then I think that, and, and you know, and they walked away from you, uh, then I think go for it. You know, if, if it was a high caliber quality woman and you got too needy, you were too... Uh, head over heels too invested too interested and you screwed it up but you know she was actually the better one in that situation that's not going to do you any harm yeah and, and so I mean you know I've had a lot of time uh, for self-reflection when it comes to you know my last long-term girlfriend and I've talked about some of the things that I figured out like in multiple podcast episodes because really, like that relationship's really what sort of set me on this journey of, you know, trying to figure out women, why, you know, relationships didn't work out. And I realized that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do from the beginning. I was being too much of a simp. I was being too needy, too available, you know, just all the kind of sh things that we've learned that drives attraction down over time. And like, I became complacent and, you know, wasn't doing what you what I was supposed to be doing from the beginning. So like, I, I sort of take ownership of that. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, I, I feel like our relationship was really good. There, there definitely were some things that in hindsight, 
I've had to look back on going, eh, that wasn't always great. You know, I didn't like that part of the relationship and stuff like that. So, you know, there, there's a lot of that, that sort of thing going on. There was some questions of whether she cheated on me or not at the end, uh, which I'll get to in a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if it was a good relationship and you fucked it up that, and you've grown since then, and you know exactly what you did wrong. Like I sort of think like, you know, it depends on the person. It depends on the situation, whether you should bother get, trying to get an ex back or not. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so speaking of Corey Wayne's seven principles to get an ex back, I went through, I first went to his YouTube video, but basically his YouTube video just breaks down the bullet points from his article uh, that he wrote on understandingrelationships.com. So I went through and, and, and grabbed these. So let's talk about these a little bit. So it starts off with, if you were the one that was dumped, right? Uh, don't accept a friend zone. Don't like, so if they're like, you know, they, they're breaking up with you and they're like, but you know, I, I just really want to stay friends. Don't ever fucking accept that. No. no. Do you want to elaborate why? Like, why uh, shouldn't you accept a friend zone? Uh, because I mean, you know, in many senses, there is no such thing as a friend zone, you know, you're either in or you're not in. Um, and you know, if you, it's a, the friend zone is a rejection, you know, is a, please give me your time, your energy and your resources, uh, for nothing in return, men and women, um, they don't do friends the same way. Mm -hmm. We don't, it, it, they have a whole different approach to what friendship is. So, you know, that's incredibly weak and you could be using all that, you know, we only have a certain amount of free time. If you're a, if you really are a 3% man and you're going after your, your mission and your purpose and you're bettering yourself, you're only going to have a certain amount of free time. You want to be spending that time with people who want what you want, right? Exactly. So no, you say, I appreciate the offer, but no, that's not what I'm looking for. Thank you very much. Um, take care of yourself and goodbye. Yeah. Hundred percent, and also I want to just add to that when when she puts that friend zone thing like on the table and you accept that, like you said, that's very weak. She's just keeping you around to continue to give her that validation that you used to give her, and yeah. like you said, you get nothing in return for that. Mm. Yeah, and and also then your time now doesn't mean anything because you're you you know you are treating people how to treat you. You teach people how to treat you by what you reward and what you don't reward. You, you shouldn't be rewarding behavior that doesn't give you what you want. That's her agenda, that's not your agenda. Your agenda is to be romantic and you know have a, a sexual relationship. Her agenda is to just be your friend and give you what, you know, get what she wants, not what you want. This isn't what you want. And, and you know, it has to meet in the middle. You know, you have to get that that point. We have to find someone who wants exactly what you want. Now, if you are even halfway attractive, there should be a lot of people who do want that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and really, it's just she's stringing you along. She's keeping you in her back pocket in mm -hmm. case it doesn't work out with the next guy. And I, I, I've, uh, I've watched some of these, like, uh, you know, alpha mindset type channels and stuff like that. And one of the things that they talk about, like these red pill channels, Oh, and I, yeah. I, I kind of agree with it is um, if she's breaking it up with you because she feels like you're weak 
and she feels like she can do better, like, you know, hy- uh, hypergamy. Yeah. She's going after the next, like the, the guy that she thinks is better than you. She's going after another guy that she thinks is more alpha than you. Yeah. And if that doesn't work out, she wants to keep you on the back burner so that she can come crawling back, realizing, no, no, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't quite get another uh, guy. So you really are my best option. And like, yeah. you should absolutely not take that. No, no. If you, if you respect yourself, you will go and find, you know, one or multiple people who see you as their very best option. And yeah. you know, when they do, cause you don't have to ask if they don't. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no question when somebody does see you as their best option, you don't have that conversation of, hmm, I'm not quite sure. Like, do you see that person on the page who's like, oh yeah, when I went for the kiss at the end, it kind of kind of missed and it was like, she kind of turned away and it was like half lips, half cheek. Should mm-hmm. I, and she said she wasn't sure about another date. Should I pursue for another date? Like, what the fuck are you? No, clearly no interest there, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Like, are you blind, deaf, and dumb, or just blind? Right, exactly. So I, I did do this with my, my last long-term girlfriend. I, t- I talked about it on the podcast before. I posted the actual conversation on the 3% Man Facebook group, but this was back in, like, September. And, uh, you know, without getting into it, you know, I, I blocked her on Facebook so that I wouldn't be tempted to look at her profile. And uh, back in September, she reached out to me out of the blue and was like, I just noticed that you blocked me, you know, and I just think it's really unfortunate. And I was like, you know, what do you want? And uh, (laughs) she goes, well, I just thought that we could continue as friends. And I said, I'm not interested in being friend zoned. I hope your, your family's doing well. And I left it at that, you know, just, I will not accept your friend zone. And when we were like right near the end of that relationship, she sort of brought that up. You know, and I should have, I, I sort of started seeing the writing on the wall that she wanted out. And she said, you know, I just want to know, like, if, you know, if, if we ever did break up, you know, could we continue as friends? I said, absolutely not. And she said, what? And this, this was before I even got into red pill, 3% man stuff. I just have more, like more dignity than that. You know, I'm not going to be someone's fucking friend zone. I've never, never been that guy. So I said, absolutely not. She's like, what? Well, why not? And I was like, like that, that's bullshit. You know, the whole idea of friend, friend zones, bullshit. It's not like we're going to be drinking buddies and shit, you know? So no, Mm-mm. no, no straight male wants to do that. It's like, do you remember, do you remember that girl? It was a few months ago. It was before, before I, you know, got back in there with Benny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, back in there. What do I mean by that? Before I started uh, having coaching with Benny, when I was in between coaches and I was kind of screwing it up on the regular, there was that, that chick who, met me on the dating app and was just bored. She knew already that she didn't want to do anything with Mm -hmm. me. She'd already made up her mind. I should have seen the signs, but I was bored as well because we were both in a sort of a huge lockdown. Just come out of a lockdown, we were both bored. I can't remember quite what it was. Yeah. Um, And um, she was like, yeah, she she spent like, you know, like five days getting back to a text message. So I sort of should have seen the signs there, but I didn't. And then I was like, oh, hey, you're, you're in the area right now. Cool. Let's meet for a drink. Yeah. She, oh, she, she was clearly just bored. Oh, because her area had been in a lockdown, but mine hadn't. So she just wanted something to do. She'd already decided she was going to friend zone me. She knew yeah. that, you know, that first hug was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. Kind of like, you know, side on. Like, she's, she's not into it. She already knew this. 
And then at the end, she's like, yeah, I was, I was thinking we could be friends. And I said, no straight male yeah. ever uses a dating app to make friends. Go on Bumble BFF. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. deserves it. I, I did another uh, TikTok that blew up about how men and women can't be best friends. Oh, you know, not, unless, not unless the guy friend zones her. That's the only way that you could have some kind of friendship. Because I have women that I consider friends. Yeah. I'm not their drinking buddy. I don't listen to their fucking problems about men and shit like that, you know. But yeah. like I would say we're more acquaintances than actual like real friends. But it's because I'm not sexually attra- attracted to them. If, if it starts as a friend, uh, as a friend frame, that's fine. But when you meet someone on a dating app, that can never be friends. It cannot and it should not and must not become friends because there will always be someone there who wants it more than the other. And that someone is going to be the man because the man typically won't have the same amount of sexual access that, and options that the woman has. The amount of attention that she gets on the regular unless you really are in the top 3%, legitimately in the top 3%, and you've got options coming at you left, right, and center, you're not going to, it's not going to work. And the man is going to take the hit most times. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. So I told that to her, I'm not interested. And, and then I went no contact since then. So that was back in September. Um, another thing. So the next bullet point in the seven principles to get an X back, you know, Corey talks about walk and never look back because the strongest negotiating position is being willing to walk away and mean it. Right. And, um, and that's exactly, that's what I did in, in this situation with my ex-girlfriend, which is hilarious because like I said, when this all went down, I hadn't read any of these books, but I just had enough dignity to realize that I was not going to settle. I like after being basically her live in boyfriend for like four years, like on and off every other week, I go and basically stay with her and be with her like all the time. She wanted to go to something casual, Uh, you know, like let's, you know, you just come down if you want to go on a date, otherwise stay home and like, let's just hook up. And I had more, I had too much dignity for that shit. So I said, no, that's, that doesn't work for me. We can't go from being like this exclusive, this serious to just being fucking fuck buddies. So I was like, I was not having that. So I, I, I was the one that broke up with her but, you know, she sort of was pushing me away. But I was, like I said, you know, I wasn't going to accept a friend zone. And I also wasn't going to allow her to just contact me for anything platonic. And that's exactly what Corey says to do. Yeah, that's it. Uh, um, the next bullet point after that says, if they do reach out again, assume they want to see you. Yeah, always really, you know, in any situation when they reach out, assume they want to see you. And, you know, after saying, how's it going or whatever, I, I will typically have about two exchanges and then go, when are you free to get together? Yeah, and that's exactly what he says. He says, you know, don't draw it out. Just try to get them to, uh, to you know, try to set a definite date at your place, he says. Yeah. So, you know what? It's been a long time. Why don't you come on over? I'll cook you dinner and we'll catch up and then hang out, have fun, hook up. That's right. It. Um, but so when she reached out to me in September, I was like, I was down to, to do that, you know, cause I had been reading the book by that time. I was playing like a little mirror game with her. I wasn't being like immediately texting her back and stuff like that. And I was just waiting to see what she said. But when she said, I thought we would continue as friends. And I said, I'm not interested in being friend zoned you know, she didn't like pursue that conversation. So I left it at that, you know, I'm not going to fucking have this platonic catch up session with you. 
you know, but if you want to meet up and hook up, like, okay, let's fucking do it. Yeah. Now, now the, the next bullet says if they won't come to your place, right? So you, you invite them over to your place to hang out, have fun and hook up. And they give you some kind of wishy-washy thing. I don't think that's a good idea, whatever. He says, you basically do the takeaway. It's not the exact takeaway that you give them the book, but you say, okay, well, um, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll call you in two to three weeks to set something up, you know, a little more formal. And then you make them wait two to three weeks before you reach out to them. And, and then, um, and then if they agree, then wait two to three weeks, reach out to them and then meet up somewhere out in town to catch up and then see where that goes. But if they, uh, if not, he says, get the fuck off the phone. So, um, have you, have you had any experience with that kind of thing? Um, what did we do? No, I don't think so. Um, because what we did, we just met where we, where we'd normally meet, you know, um, we, we lived near each other at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it happened twice around the same time of year each time around sort of april time um uh, we we would just yeah we'd just come well we'd come to each other's houses or meet in, in between each other's houses or whatever and just you know when we we were like practically neighbors at one point so we'd just meet in the field kind of thing got it and okay when she moved further away i'd just be like come to my place i mean this was interesting because you know this was back in the days before i had a car and a lot of that time, you know, some of the, a good chunk of that time, I didn't have a job either. So she she had the job, she had the car, she'd turn up, drive me around, you know, hypergamy, hypergamy, <laughs> you know, it doesn't Jiggle matter. Luke. Exactly. People, you know, you get all the people talking about the lamp, the guy with the Lambo and this, that, and the six foot dude and the guy with the money and the big chain or whatever it is. But still, still now. You know, I'm still proving that point is wrong. I'm still, you know, dating very, very, very wealthy women. Yeah, my man. Guys, that's an excuse. Got it. So I will tell you this. I did not do that with, uh, with my ex-girlfriend when I went out on the date. But that's no. because I was always weak around her. Like, I was always, like, she knew she could have her way with me. She knew that I would just go along with whatever she wanted. She knew that uh, she could offer me sex and I would jump at it. So, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but I had a game plan going into this meeting that I absolutely would not go back to her house and have sex with her. So like I met her, I met up with her uh, at my, my go-to place in Grand Junction, the Feisty Pint. Um, mm. You know, we had, we had dinner there and then I said, hey, let's go do something fun. And she was like, let's go back to my place. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Because in the whole reason why I was doing that, it was, I was letting her know. She can't. You cannot have your way with me anymore. You know, it's, we're going to do things my way now. And mm. uh, man, she like, when I, when I did that, she was just trying so fucking hard to get me back to her place. <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Because usually when people would be showing how much they've improved, it would be so that they can do that, not right. so that they cannot do that. That's so random. That's so unusual. Right. Well, I mean, so to sort of go off topic a little bit, like I told you, and I think I mentioned on the podcast too before that she was very forward when I first met her. 
Yeah. And like on our very first date, like she, she came up and just like attacked me, started making out with me. We ended up like in the, the passenger side of her car, just making out pretty hot and heavy. And she wanted to get a hotel room like day one. And I was like, at that time, uh, like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I, I basically did the same thing. I was like, uh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And then we ended up having sex on the second date, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, she, she was like very forward with that. So I knew going into this, she was going to be down to fuck. And, yep, and, you uh, said it, and you said, you know, I'm going to do it. Right. And I, so I knew that in order to stand my ground, show my strength, you know, let her know that she can't walk all over me, be a 3% man, that that was the, the route I was going to have to take there, which go, is counterintuitive for 3% man. Cause we're all about hanging out, having fun and hooking up. Yeah, exactly. It's a very unusual situation, but you did show your strength. That is a way that he mentions about showing your strength, showing that you're not that easily, you know, <laughs> you don't manipulated like that. A hundred percent. So, um, okay. So now the next bullet point in uh, Corey's uh, seven principles is now if they won't make a date with you, so you invite them back to your place, they say no, you wait you know, two, three weeks, you invite them to go out in town. They still say no. He says only do two attempts. If they won't agree, never ask again, wait for them to bring it up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Cause then I mean, you're, I, you're just chasing too hard. You're being too fucking needy again. Yeah. I mean, and it's the same with first dates as well. You, you give them two chances, two opportunities, but in my experience that that's always, a, almost always a bad idea. If they, if they flake the first time or they're not interested the first time, what's going to change the second time, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Well, You're not, it's, it's the myth of action, right? You think, yeah. Oh, if I just press more, if I press more, they're like cats. If you chase them, they're going to fucking run away. That's it. That's it. You know, they'll let you know when, when they're, when they're ready, when they're up for it. So, it, so he says, also says uh, that if they won't make a date and you, you know, you do the two attempts and you don't bring it up again, basically like get the fuck off the phone, stop talking to them, go no contact. Yeah. If they do reach out and they're not bringing up meeting up in person, he says, keep those texts and phone calls like extremely short and get the fuck off the phone. Yeah. Like, don't give them any validation. Yeah, that's it. Because otherwise you're rewarding behavior that doesn't suit you, that doesn't benefit you. And then you are a spineless, needy little doormat. I hate to say it, but that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you spinning around? <laughs> this will only be funny for the YouTube. I mean, do you know what I mean? If, if people aren't watching this on YouTube, it won't make much sense. Yeah, if you're listening on Spotify, Luke's spinning around in his chair right now while he's talking. It's hilarious. Um, spinning. <laughs> okay, so now the next step. So this is the sixth, uh, the sixth principle. If you're at this point, you let them contact you exclusively. Do not reach back out. So 100% no contact. Hmm. Which is essentially where, where I was at in September when she reached out to me. I was like, I'm not interested in being friend zoned. Boom, left it at that. She got the message. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now then the seventh principle goes to be if you're the one who dumped them. Now, technically I dumped her, right? Like I'm the one that broke it off. But 
in reality, she was leading me down that path anyway. Like she wanted, she was pushing wanted me out. Yeah. And so, but he says like, if you're the one that dumped them and it, he says, you would only really be wanting to get your, your partner back if you regretted that decision. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you're the one dumping someone for a real, like a specific reason, like for example, when I broke up with Marine Corps chick, I broke up with her for a specific reason. Like, so I, I, I don't regret that decision. I don't think she was the right person for me. I don't think I was the right person for her. I have zero interest in trying to rekindle this, you know? So there's no way I would do follow this, this point. You know, hmm. I, I don't regret that decision, but if you feel like you broke up with someone uh, because maybe you're being too hard on them or you're regretting it for whatever, he says that the way to do it is like, you still want to give them some space, but you, you eventually just have to tuck tail and go back and apologize, try to set a different, definite date. Right. And then he says, if, if you try to invite them over to, you know, cook them dinner and hang out, have fun, hook up, and they won't do it. He says, that's okay then to meet them somewhere neutral to discuss what's going on. But I feel like the seventh principle there is probably a rare situation. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever broken up with anyone, Luke, and then thought, man, I shouldn't have fucking done that? Yes, yes, yes. This one was um, way back um, in, in, in school, actually, in middle school, when they, she was making a joke uh, with a guy who uh, you're about, you know, hanging out and spending time with a guy who uh, who had also asked her out, my so-called best friend. You know, when he saw me ask her out, two other guys then asked her out as well. Typical school, you know, stab each other in the back, don't support each other. Obviously, there weren't, you know, there weren't as many options in a small school in a small town. Um, and she was, you know, absolutely stunning still is today um and what happened was yeah for some reason um this this guy lived further away like a, an hour's drive away and there was a, a thing on an event on in the evening so instead of instead of uh you know going back all the way an hour away and then coming back in the evening the parents just agreed that he would stay at her place but he was supposedly my best mate why why would he go and stay at her place why wouldn't he spend that time at my place and so they started making a joke about it this would have been one of the very earliest forms of a shit test which i failed going oh what are we going to do later on oh i don't know and i just said all right that's it none of this shit <laughs> fuck out of here and that pattern then continued throughout the rest of my 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 dating years you know the moment there was any anything going close to the line i was right in you know yeah like, you, what did you just say? Did you fucking look at that guy? Did you? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I was like, I was that guy. And you, you uh, didn't, yeah. you weren't, didn't maintain your center. You didn't stay, no. uh, stay indifferent about things. No, no, no. I didn't, I hadn't got to the point where I said, well, I'll invite him over and bring him over to Granny's and we can all, uh, you know, shoot some videos or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I will say, like, so I've never been a, a like a jealous person. Um, I think I've told this story on the podcast too, maybe, but like when I, when I worked at a, a supermarket, when I was in high school, I had this, just a smoke, smoke show girlfriend. She's not a smoke show anymore. <laughs> she really let herself go. But, uh, but back then she was just, I lost my virginity to this chick, just gorgeous. 
And I used to just get so jealous if guys would even look at her and she would get hit on all the time. And I'd just get so mad. I wouldn't, I wasn't mad at her. I was, I was mad at all these dudes, you know? And you know, my, uh, this boss that I had, this manager, he got, he overheard me like complaining about it one day in the break room. And he goes, dude, if you, you know, if you get mad because someone else thinks you have a hot girlfriend, he's like, you should date ugly girls. You know, he's like, you should be proud that all these guys are hitting on her and that she's with you. And, and ever since then, I was, I was never a jealous type. However, after this incident with, uh, you know, my long-term girlfriend, cause she, she basically like, after we broke up, started dating, a, a this guy that worked for her. And, you know, I was like pretty sure that she was either, she was starting to catch feelings for this guy near the end, or even starting to, to see this guy near the end. And, but at that time, like she would go out to, so basically, um, she, she managed like the IT infrastructure for the company she works for and they outsourced their, their IT help. And this guy was a part of the outsource company. And she liked to go and have beers with all the guys from that IT company, like every Friday. And I never thought anything of it because she's their boss. And I felt like, okay, it's just a work outing. And one time she even invited me there. And I even met this fucking guy once, you know, and, but I've never been jealous. So I didn't, I, I didn't say, no, you can't do that. I have concerns about this or anything, but in, in hindsight, like, I feel like I need to set those types of boundaries, you know, like, Hey, it's not like, I don't mind you going out to like a work event, but they're all guys. And I'm a little concerned here, you know? Um, I don't know. Well, like, what do you think about that? Like, I feel yeah, like it's good to set boundaries, but at the same time, like, you don't want to come across as, as weak, you know? Well, you know, I, I actually think that if you do it from the outset, so it's their idea, they ask you for the relationship and then you say, well, if we're going to do this, these are my boundaries. If you, these are my values, these are my boundaries, this is who I am. If you take it or leave it, you're either going to accept that and you're going to, and we'll otherwise, next bus for me. Okay. Otherwise, you genuinely either that or you, you are ready to walk away. Now, I did that. So after the relationship that I think I was cheated on, I've got no evidence, but I'm pretty fucking certain right. because of our pattern recognition and, you know, things didn't add up, you know, different stories, different this, different that. I, I know I was. I ain't got no proof. In the next one, I said, you know, this girl asked me out. And I said, well, if we're going to do this, I need you to bat, 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 bat. And she agreed. She there didn't cross the lines, you know? Yeah. These are the boundaries. Um, we need to discuss these boundaries. Um, take it or leave it. And if you, you know, and, and then she knows from the beginning. It's, it's when you don't say that. And then five, six months down the line, she goes, oh, I'm just off with my seven male friends. Well, I always go out with my seven. I've known them since seven years ago. No, 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 no. You say... I don't give a shit. You are not hanging around with all males, groups of all males, and you're not going, or you're not hanging around one-to-one -one with other men. You yeah. don't. So if you're in a, a friendship group and there's, you know, men and women, that's fine. You know, you can go in for coffee, whatever, but you're, you're not going on big girls nights out where, you know, having strangers come and hit on you on the bar and you're definitely not going clubbing. None of that stuff's happening. No wild girls nights out. None of that. If you're going to go to a lively bar or a club, you're going to go with me. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Because, you know, what, why, why, you know, th those are places where people go to get really drunk and hit on people. 
we know that's what that's about. We know that nobody goes to a nightclub to behave themselves. I sure. certainly don't. I mean, I don't go. I know, I'm too I, old for so, that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I did go, my intentions were far from pure. Mm-hmm. That's not what nightclubs are about. The whole culture is about being, you know, borderline, you know, disrespectful, fuckwit behavior. It's about breaking the rules and being an absolute thug. That's what that whole culture is about, of, you know, getting absolutely drunk pissing around, being stupid. So we all know that people who go clubbing and go to rowdy bars, you know, so you, you say it in the beginning, you set the boundaries. And, you know, for me, I, I won't even let them, they're not even gonna dance with another guy. That's not happening. Yeah. It's way too, it's way too intimate. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. So, so me, huge boundaries. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's important. Um, so should you even try to get back with your ex? Because, okay, so, you know, we, we don't just, you know, read and follow blindly Corey's work. You know, we, we follow all sorts of teachers, you know, we're all students of all, all like all aspects of the game and Rolo Tomasi, the author of the rational male, he, he has his nine iron rules of Tomasi. And he says in iron rule number seven, that getting back with an X is not a good idea. Like he basically says it's better time and effort spent trying to get with new women than it will ever be to get your ex back. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. Um, you know, you don't want to be seen rooting through the garbage because it's dirty work and your neighbors are going to see it or something like that. And it's true. Um, and so, you know, if it really was, if it was broken, if it was a, a cracked plate and you glued it back together, it's going to crack again and the cracks will be there. So most of the times, and a lot of the stuff we see on the, on the page is just absolutely fucking stupid they're like this woman was this she did this she did that she was abusive she cheated how do i get her back like what yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's exactly rooting through the trash and trying to find something valuable that isn't valuable yeah so that we then have to deal with another six to nine months of of reading all your garbage you know i don't don't want that don't want to know about that so absolutely not so the only time i would say that would work so for example years ago i'm going to have to send you a picture of this girl but obviously not posting anywhere public there was uh, i dated when i was 26 i dated this um translator so i was you know living in mom and dad's basement um again and she she's a very successful translator from a from a city from a very classy city in the uk not london before anyone asks um another very classy city um and she was from a really good side of town she had her own house she had her own business she got up at 5 a.m and did yoga every day you know i mean this was a a 9.5 out of 10 you know possibly even a 10 on the scale and uh you know we had we had a really good time we we had we had a good date and then and, and then of course you know we were in negotiation for another one but of course i was on the phone too long and i completely i had no i my experience was really bad at the time on how things really should and shouldn't go obviously i then fucked it up now if i could then go back now and unfuck that up i you know i could i could smash that easily now because obviously I'm dating another girl, another girl who's very similar to that now. So, you know, in that situation, she was the, she was definitely the buyer. She was definitely the, the higher value person in that situation. And I, I was a lower value prospect, not because of the way I behaved on the date. I did everything yeah, perfectly. 
but I didn't understand how attraction worked. You yeah. know, I, I, because, because I'd been on a date with her and things had got hot and heavy, I asked her for exclusivity. Dumb, very mm. dumb. Yeah. But you know, so should I go back now and I've still got her email address and hit her up and ask her how she's doing? Yeah, I probably should. You could do that. Corey in the book talks about that, how he, uh, he ran into a chick that, you know, he knew like in high school or something like that. And he was always fawning over her and they ran, like she ran into him later in life. And he just did like all the principles, like he didn't validate her. He didn't, uh, you know, like he was just like, okay, yeah, nice seeing you. And then he fucking left. And she was like, what's going on? And then she, she, she reached out to him because she wanted to sell him advertising and so he set a definite date and, and he did everything right. And he tells that story with the preface of, he's like, I'm not saying, you know, now that you know how to do everything right, you should go back through your black book and call every girl that you fucked it up with in the, you know, in the past. He's like, that's not a good idea to do that. And sometimes when you break up with someone, it's for a reason, but it could work. Yeah. So that's it. If, if she's a quality, sound, stable, awesome person and you fucked it up, you see, it's not that I wasn't good enough for her because I was absolutely killing it until I did that huge blunder. I just didn't understand how attraction worked. If I'd read 3% man, you know, God knows what would have happened from there on in. Because, you know, she, she, me and her were very compatible people because, you know, she was into her fitness. She was into her meditation. She was into this. She was into that. What am I into? I'm into fitness. I'm into meditation it's pretty much the same as the situation I have now. It's just that I, I didn't get how dating worked. And so that was a huge hindrance. Whereas now that I get it, you know, I'm able to, you know, have that sort of, you know, next date, next date, next date. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the thing. They don't really teach you how it works, you know, in the movies and the books and everything, you know, after your sort of second or third date, you're somehow exclusive already. They don't really explain how that, that bit between where you're seeing somebody it wasn't until i read three percent man that i really understood quite how long you need to be seeing someone before you can even mention any of that crap right yeah and like you should never bring it up as a guy like no never never they should bring it up absolutely so um so i have on here that like and we mentioned it a little bit at the beginning but you had an ex-girlfriend that you got back together with twice and you use no contact you want to tell that story yes so um i uh, had a friend of mine who was a bit of a cheeky chappy he was you know he was i think he's um yeah i think he's 10 years older than me i think he is or he's nine years nine or ten years older than me so uh, he you know i was about like 23 or 24 at the time and he was you know well into his 30s so he was a bit of a mentor to me you know a lot of the things that I didn't understand, I'd call him up and talk to him. I'd always have a few people like that. In fact, you're, you're kind of like that pretty much, you know, you're an older man, you've dealt with a lot of the things that I'm dealing with now. So you've got the answers for me. So I would have a few people like that. This guy didn't necessarily have a red pill mindset at all, but he really understood game. He had it down to a T. He really knew how to, how to handle the women. So I would, you know, have him on the phone and a bit like what I've got now with, uh, with Benny and he would, you know, be coaching me like, no, don't send that, send this. I want you to send this and I want you to say that. And so he would, he would make me wait day after day after day, you know, he would make me wait sort of, you know, wait until she reached out. Yeah. 
um, or either that or he'd make me kind of wait like a week before I say anything. Got it. Just uh, before we go further, you've mentioned Benny twice now. And for people that are, like, aren't familiar with Benny, uh, they haven't listened to other podcast episodes. You're referring to Benny Lichtenwalner. The, uh, he's a dating coach. His website's uh, lover-fighter.com. And he's a, he's a member of the 3% Man Facebook group. And he coaches a lot of the guys directly. He's also been on the podcast before. He's fucking amazing. Fucking phenomenal guy. He's very real, very authentic. You know, when it comes to dating coaching, he's as good as it gets. You know, he just puts the value out there. He doesn't go around hitting anyone's inbox. He never pushes any sales pitches. He's got, you know, free courses, which we've talked about in, in previous podcasts, if, if this is aired, um, you know, yeah, the how to find and win your dream girl course is free. The WhatsApp group is free and you get feedback from everyone in there, including Benny himself. So basically you're on a coaching plan already if you're in that WhatsApp group, which is free. It's just that he responds to it as and when he can. Whereas if you are, you know, like me, if you're one of his, one of his actual private clients, you know, you get quicker response time. Very cool. Yeah. So, so anyway, so you went no contact with her and she came back every time. And so you guys got back together twice. And finally you were like, okay, this, this really is third time's not going to be the charm. This is fucked. Yeah. Third time's not going to be the charm. Um, You know, she, she did try and still get me out to sort of do things. um, But I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I decided that, you know, we got to a point where, you know, we would meet up to sort of end things cleanly because, you know, there's after a two and a half year relationship, you know, there's all kinds of shit in each other's houses and things, you know, boxes of this and boxes of that. And, you know, there'd be like a hoodie that was like, I don't even know who owns this hoodie anymore kind of thing. Right. Like it's mine, but you've worn it so many times kind of thing. So there was all this stuff that needed to be concluded. And so, you know, we would still hang out and talk things through afterwards even though she, she broke up over Skype, but we still, you know, hung out for a couple of times and talked things through and, you know, um, she could see me pulling away and that made her pursue a little bit, you know, we'd booked tickets to go and watch a famous band play. And, um, and I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to London. I'm not going to share a hotel room with you. You know, like you should have thought about that before you broke it off with me. Um, and, and, you know, then there was a lot of negativity, a lot of resentment. And I could really see then as we, you know, we, we were in this bar for the just last time that we hung out in this pub together, you know, and I was like ordering food and she was just being miserable and just sitting there just kind of blankly looking at me. And it just reminded me of all the times where she didn't communicate, where mm. she wouldn't tell me what was going on. She'd just sit there miserably staring. I'm obviously now I could easily handle that because I know the principles of the book. I think I could probably pull it out quite easily now. But, you know, all the times where I was like, you know, what is it? What's up? What's wrong? Why, why, why are you being miserable? What's it? What's, what's happening here? I could just see it all there, you know, all the good memories were just fading away. And I was like, no. I'm yeah. not rekindling this. I feel so much better when she's gone. Got it. Yeah. So, um, so this, I mean, like I said, at the very beginning, this, all this episode sort of started because I went on my, my date with my, my ex-girlfriend. I did a TikTok about it, about the no contact rule. And it turns out like a lot of people want to hear about this stuff, but, um, 
I want to talk about how uh, going into that date, I reached out to you and we formulated a game plan. Oh, yes, we did. So I uh, so there were some things, like I said uh, before, that I felt like were questionable at the end of the relationship. I felt like, you know, she got with this guy that she'd been hanging out with with work. Uh, he brought over like a ladder and paint. She moved into a new place right before we broke up. He mo- brought over a ladder and paint. And she like hid all my shit away. She would hit my toothbrush, my dog's bed, my dog's dish, all that stuff. She hid it all away. And it was like all at the same time this guy came over. So, I mean, what else am I supposed to think? You know, she, did she fuck this guy? Or at least like, was she having feelings for this guy and and hid my stuff away because she wanted him to feel like she was available? So I had questions about that going into this. Um, I also wanted to know if, because I knew she was with this guy last year in September, but she reached out to me. Was she monkey branching? Like I had questions and I wanted to get those answered if for nothing else, just for a little bit of closure. But I, I didn't want to go into the date like accusatory and have her just say, fuck you and run away. Cause I needed those answers or the, I needed those answers. Right. So I reached out to you and it, you're, you're hilarious because all the guys on the 3% Med Facebook group like reach out to you all the time and then you give them advice and then they completely fucking disregard it. So you were like, mm-hmm. so when I was like, Luke, I need to ping something off you. This is, you know, you were like, I think you already made up your mind, dude. Like, <laughs> why, why are you even asking me? But I legit was like, no, Luke, help me with this plan. I promise like we will, we will execute it. And we did. So the game plan was to go into the date, have fun, you know, hang out, have fun, hook up, be very cool. Let her do 80% of the talking, you know, treat it almost like, okay, this is a new first date, new relationship and get it to a high point. Yeah. And then bring up some of the stuff. And that's exactly what I did. You want to explain the whole idea of the high point? Yeah. So when you're an attractive woman, There are so many guys walking around who are reaching, as Benny likes to call it. They're reaching. They're trying to get something from you. Oh, can I have your number? Can I get this? Can I get that? Can I have your approval? Can I have your validation? Can I get this? Can I get that? So really what you were doing there was is, is, you know, you're going to take something from her. You're asking something. This is an exchange. You're going, I need a favor for you. I need you to explain something very uncomfortable. So before you take something like that from someone, you've got to really give them something big first. So you've got to give before you get. So, you know, instead of going up and going, oh, excuse me, uh, I saw you over there and uh, reaching, like a lot of pickup artists do, um, you know, Benny's method is to, to just to provide value, to give something to this girl before you take. So when I do a number close, every time we do the number close, I always get them to a high point. I spike their emotions huge. I really give something to them. I give to their day. I give value to them. I make her laugh or, or, or whatever. I give her some value in some kind of way by really bringing her emotions up, getting her to a really high point in the conversation. Then I take. It's the same when you're going for the, you know, when you're setting the date when you're getting the number, when you set the date, when you, uh, you know, when you go for the kiss or whatever, you always get it to a really high point before you take what you want. You've got to give 
So that was what, what it was about, you know, get her having a really great time, feel like she's really getting value from you. Then, okay, now can I have something in return? Now that I've given you this, how about that? You know, yeah. if a girl's really vibing with you, if you've met someone and you've really get, you've got her energy levels up and you've really given her a huge spike of her emotions, you've really added to her day and you then go, okay, when are you free to hang out for a drink? That's when she's going to say, well, I'm having such a great time now. Like, yeah. Like tomorrow, whatever. Whereas yeah. if you just walk up and go, when, when, you know, what's your number? Can we go for a drink? She'd be like, who the fuck are you? Right. You know, everyone else is doing that. Yeah. So on, the, so on that night, uh, that's exactly what I did. We, um, you know, we went out for drinks and I, I just sat back, you know, I had the, the open body language. Like I've been practicing for fucking months. I asked her questions. I just did like 80% of the talking. Um, you know, she would ask me a question. I'd try to keep it short and then turn it back around and ask her more questions, get her talking. So she did. I mean, it was like clockwork. And, uh, and then when I, I said, Hey, you don't want to get out of here. Let's go play pool. She was like, no, let's just go back to my place. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And I was willing to walk away at that point too. I was like, okay, well, you know, if you don't want to play pool and stuff like that, then, uh, you know, see you later. But she was like, no, okay, no, we'll, we'll play pool. So I drove her to the pool hall. You know, just, we just had so much fun. She was shit testing me the whole time. And I was just following like, you know, atomic attraction. I, I was, I, I would agree and amplify, you know, I handled all of her shit tests. And then like, I went for a kiss and we started making out pretty heavily and stuff like that. And at one point, while she was just like really into it, you know, making out with me, trying to get me back to her place. I said, I've, I've got a question. And she says, anything, I'll tell you anything. And like, I'm just at my point, the point in my life right now where I just want to be open and honest. So any, anything, I'll be happy to answer it. I said, okay. When you reached back out to me in September, were you starting to like lose attraction for your, for your boyfriend? And, um, you know, we're basically like, were you monkey branching? I didn't put it in those terms. And she said, yeah, I was like, I was losing attraction for him. And so I reached out. So that's kind of a red flag. <laughs> second question already, doesn't it? What's that? That kind of answers your second question as well. Doesn't it it? kind of does. It kind of does. But I felt like it was a very open, honest answer. So I left it at that. You know, we kept having fun playing pool. She kept trying to get me back to her place, convinced me to go back to her place. I kept standing my ground there saying, no, you're going to have to respect my boundaries. And, um, you know, even at one point I even like threw a kind of a funny jab at her. I go, you know, I'm not just some sort of piece of meat, you know? <laughs> so I took her back to her car and then she starts making out with me in the car, getting really hot and heavy. And I said, I, I have some other questions. I framed it just like you said too, which is look, I, this is in the past you know, what happened, happened, you know, no judgments, but I've got to know. And I said, did you start seeing this guy before we officially broke up, you know, or were you like starting to have feelings for this guy? And she, she says, no, she says, no. I even brought up like, well, I mean, it's just really weird. You know, he brought over the ladder, he brought over the paint and you had all my shit hidden away. Like, what am I supposed to think? And she's like, no, I swear, I swear. But I feel like the way she answered it was she had another guy in mind, not this particular guy, but she couldn't get the other guy maybe 
So she settled for this other guy. So it mm. might've been true. It might've been true that she didn't actually pull the trigger, but you know, it's still very questionable to me. Yeah. So I don't know if I believe her, but she swears just for the, you know, audience out there that have been following the podcast for a long time. And I've been saying, I think she's cheated on me. She says she didn't, mm. but um, at this point, there's been so many red flags, you know, like I felt like we had a really good relationship, but there are certain red flags like that. You know, the fact that she wanted to hook up on the first date, she wanted to hook up on this one. You know, there's a lot of red flags that tell me that, being exclusive with her again is probably not in my best interest. But, you know, also at the same time, like, I don't see why I, you know, it's why I shouldn't add her to the rotation, you know? Absolutely do that. That's fine. Cause you know what they say about crazy. <laughs> well, too late. I already stuck my dick in that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Crazy is the most fun, you know? It's the most. Okay. She is definitely fun. She's, I mean, she's super fun to be around. She's, you know, it's funny without all this, these other little side things, you know, she's very driven. She's got a great career. She makes a lot of money. She's the one that got me into listening to audiobooks. You know, in fact, when we were talking, we were talking about audiobooks on the date, and she was like, Oh, have you ever read Never Split the Difference? You know, so I was like, Oh, hold on, let me put it on my fucking list. You know, she's she's a very smart chick, you know, very career oriented. Like someone, if she didn't have all this other fucking drama, would be a great catch. You okay, know? yeah, I can see that. So there's some positive things to be gained from, oops, there's positive things to be gained from, uh, that's my body sending game updates. There's positive things to be gained from uh, hanging out with her then, you know, as well yeah. as, you know, the physical pleasures. Um, okay, yeah, no, no, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm, for you know, in terms of a rotation, I'm totally okay with that kind of thing, really. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, that's, where, that's where I'm at now. She would have mm. to, like, I mean, if she wanted to, to be exclusive with me, I, uh, she would have to really want to change certain things and obviously you know people don't change you know nope. and they have to really want to change you know uh and she would have to like really like i'd have i would have to set serious fucking boundaries with her like hey we're not doing this again unless x y and z and if you're not down with that then this ain't happening you know but i just like at this point in my life i'm like i i don't think that's a good idea no, you've worked so hard on who you are and the kinds of people, the caliber that you're able to attract now. You don't need to do that. And I mean, you know, you've always been able to attract that kind of caliber, but, you know, you're, uh, you're, every time you go back in the field, you're attracting better and better and better stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, your journey is just beginning, really. Yeah, I agree. All right, Luke, I think that's it, man. That's all I got for my bullet points. And I don't want to keep you too long because it's late as fuck there in, in England. <laughs> all right, brother, we'll wrap this up. I'll, I'll catch you next time. All right, cool. Speak soon, man. Luke, thanks again for joining me. Also, I really appreciate your insight on all this. And also, like we talked about at the end there, I really appreciate you working with me to come up with a game plan for my date with my ex-girlfriend that I feel like I handled like a fucking G and it's all thanks to you, brother. All thanks to you. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.